Welcome, everyone, to the Roaring Lion Podcast, where we meet interesting lions and discuss relevant topics affecting Lions Club International. I'm your host, Leo Lion, Paul Fugit. I mentioned that today because our topic will be Leo Lions. My guest today is Leo Lion, Kylo Botier. Kyle is from London, Ontario, Canada. He was appointed by International President Goodrin to serve as a Leo Lion board liaison of Lions Club International from 2018 to 2019. Kyle is an active, was an active Leo with the Kayla 10 Park, I hope I got that right, Leo Club since 2013, and now is a member of the London West Lions Club. He has held several offices, including Leo Club President and Leo Club Program Advisory Panel, as well as serving on the Youth Engagement Ad Hoc Committee. And as a board liaison, Kyle, served on the membership development committee kyle welcome to the roaring lions podcast thank you for having me it's a pleasure it's been a while since we've talked but it's good to hear your voice again for sure so tell us a little bit about yourself who is kyle uh well i'm a fourth year uh, student at western university which is in london ontario canada uh, and I'm currently studying economics. And uh, yeah, I'm very passionate about the Lions Club. I've been involved since uh, 2013. I was a Leo for four, uh, four years, and now I've been a Leo Lion for the past three. So um, yeah, just really interested in serving and giving back to my community. And um, that's, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. <laughs> so uh, you joined Leos in 2013. Why did you become a Leo member? Uh, well, I became a Leo member because I, in the first year of high school, I kind of had some trouble meeting uh, friends and that kind of thing. And I heard about the Leo Club, that they were kind of a good group that gives back to the community. And it's a good way to connect with other students. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity to make friends and also serve my local community. Um, so when I heard about it on my school's PA system, I decided to go to the first meeting. And uh, yeah, just really enjoyed the first few service projects and just continue to serve and um, it was a Leo for four years, as I mentioned, and then became a lion. Yeah, I, I, uh, I loved Leos too. In fact, I, I kind of miss my Leo days a little bit. I feel like I, and this isn't a, a, a bad rap on lions. I just feel like I gave back and served more when I was a Leo, just because you're, you're younger and you're, you know, you're, you have that energy to always serve. So I, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I, I feel like I, really gave back a lot when I was a Leo more than I do now, but that's not a bad thing. It's just the way it happens in, in high school. No, I totally agree. Like I really enjoyed my years as, as a Leo and, and equally enjoy my years as a lion, but I definitely think it was a good time uh, to kind of give back to the community, especially when you had more free time uh, as a high school student, as a young adult, you're quite busy either with school or work. And so 
I thought being a Leo, uh, definitely I agree, uh, agreed, allowed me for like more opportunities to serve my community. And I still serve my community, but it's, you don't have as much time to do so. So I definitely really enjoyed my uh, time as a Leo. Yeah. Uh, adulting sometimes gets in the way, doesn't it? <laughs> definitely. Uh, I always ask every guest this question, Kyle. Uh, what is the best service project you have been a part of? Uh, so this actually was when I was a Leo. Uh, so it was something I started, uh, I think in my second year as being a Leo, uh, we started a senior citizens uh, prom. And so we rented out the gym at our local community center and we invited uh, the seniors in our community to come out for an evening of, uh, of dancing. And we also had a dinner. Um, so it was just a really good event and the seniors really looked forward to it. And we actually ended up making it into an annual event. And I believe the Leo club still, um, has this event, uh, five, six years later. So, um, yeah, I just, I really thought it was an impactful event and it was really fun to do. So, um, that's like one of the most memorable service projects I've been a part of. Oh, that's awesome. I, I've heard senior proms both here in the States and as well as north of the border in Canada are work out, seem to work out very well because seniors get to, uh, you know, uh, enjoy uh, and bring back their youth a little bit with those proms. Yeah, it was definitely really cool to see um, the, uh, the seniors just kind of dancing and enjoying the night. And um, yeah, a lot of them commended us on, on our work and they said, please, please, let's have more of these. And so that's why it became an annual event. Well, well, that's uh, awesome there, Kyle. So now we get into the bigger questions here. What made you take the next step to become a Lions member? So yeah, I became a, a Lions member um, after well, I was I was I was nearing the uh, end of my Leo career um, when I was 18 years old. Uh, I realized that if I wanted to continue to serve the Lions organization, I would have to join a Lions club. And I had a really good relationship with my Leo club advisor and parent Lions club. And uh, I just thought it was kind of the natural next step to, to join the Lions at that point. And so um, I think about a few weeks after my 18th birthday, I joined the Lions club as, as a Leo Lion. And uh, yeah, just want continue to serve. Uh, I just really love giving back to my community. And I think the Lions club is a great organization. So um, for me, it seemed like the natural next step to, to join them. Did you have any parents or relatives in Lions Club? Uh, no, I don't actually have any parents or, or, or relatives, uh, although my brother has since uh, joined the Leo Club, and uh, my mom was briefly um, a Lion. So I do have a little bit of family in, in the Lions, but uh, I was actually the first one to, to be involved. Yeah, you're a lot different than me. Uh, I, I'm the uh, son of a past district governor, so... Uh, we have very two different ways of how we became Leo Lions. And I'm glad that to see you, Kyle, become a member of Lions Club that didn't have any family connection. That's really awesome. Uh, for those who are listening who don't know, what is a Leo Lion? Uh, so a Leo Lion is just like any other lion. The only thing is, of course, the, the initial part that says Leo. And that just recognizes the fact that um, that individual used to be a Leo uh, member. So uh, to become a Leo Lion, you have to have been a, served as a Leo for at least one um, entire year. And then, and then you can be considered a Leo Lion uh, when, you, when you join the Lions Club. And uh, initially, when I joined, it was up until you were a Leo, you had the benefits of a Leo Lion up until uh, 30, but I believe recently it was extended to uh, 
35 years old. Um, so uh, between the ages of 18 and, and 35, you get half uh, membership dues. And then you there's a few other opportunities. There's some leadership opportunities. There's different grants you can get. And there's actually a LinkedIn professional group uh, amongst other benefits. So um, that's a little bit of what a Leo line is. But um, just to reiterate, a Leo line is just like any other line. It's just a, a category of, of membership. Yeah, and I, I really loved how they expand the benefits, especially the one that I find the most exciting is, well, two of them actually, the first one being that they can uh, apply to Ally, I believe, is one of them, and I think that is really great. Then the other one I really find fascinating, Kyle, is that they can apply for a scholarship, I believe, to go to a different constitutional area forum if memory serves me correct on that, is that right? Uh, I believe that might be a benefit. Um, I know that they just approved some recent benefits at the board meeting, so I think that might be a benefit, but you'd have to double check uh, just to, to verify that. But yeah, I know that there are um, there are expanding benefits for the Alliance uh, at each board meeting. They seem to be approving uh, more and more benefits uh, for this group because it's an area of focus for the Lions Club moving forward. So. Um, there definitely are going to be more and more benefits uh, in the future for uh, Leo Lions. Now, if memory serves me correctly, uh, Kyle, we only get about 10% of Leos to be uh, to make the next step in the Lions. Is that about right on the statistics? I heard it was lower, like 1%, but if it's 10%, that's that's better, but I heard it's quite low, like 1%, but Nevertheless, it is a very low number. And uh, that, that leads into the next question, Kyle. Uh, how do we get Leos to become Lions and make that next step? Well, I think it's just showing them um, the opportunities available and having a good relationship with uh, your Leo club. Um, so I know I've talked to a lot of Leos, and it seems that the majority of them um, don't really have a good relationship with their uh, Leo club advisor or their parent Lions club. So I think that's one area of focus that, that Lions clubs can can improve upon because uh, if you don't have a good relationship with your Leo club, then there's very little chance that those Leos will want to consider even uh, to consider joining um, the Lions uh, organization. So I think that's one area is make sure you have good Leo club advisors. Um, the other thing is I think Lions still, we, we fail to ask the Leos when they're graduating, if they're going to um, consider joining the Lions organization. Um, like a lot of Leos I talked to said they've never been asked by the Lions to join. So, I think that's one area that, that the Lions can definitely improve, improve upon as well. And the final thing is also giving uh, young people the opportunity to have their own initiative. So either helping young people start their own club or if they don't have the minimum 20 members, um, at least consider having a, a branch club within your existing Lions club. So to start a branch club, you only need uh, five members. Um, and so you could get a group of graduating Leos together and they could start their own uh, branch club and they can be members of the Lions Club within your own Lions Club, but they can kind of have their own um, service projects and meetings. So just give, just kind of have some flexibility and give young people uh, the opportunity to, to take a leadership role. Oh, oh, agreed. And I've, I've seen uh, really good Leo clubs and Lions clubs work together before. And I feel like that is one thing that you said we can improve on is that the Lions and Leo's doing joint service projects because 
I, I've noticed some Lions clubs will be like, okay, we'll sponsor Leo Club, but we're gonna still go do our own thing. It's just kind of, I think Lions clubs see it as a community service, not as an actual membership recruiting tool. Am I, am I kind of in this in the ballpark there a little bit, Kyle? Well, I've heard uh, anecdotally from many Leos that uh, they feel that the Lions Club just sees them as kind of the um, the service, uh, the people that help with the service projects, and and they don't allow them to actually lead or have any sort of leadership role with any of the service projects. So um, I, I feel like uh, that's a view that's shared amongst many uh, Leos is that the Lions Club thinks that Leos are just there to help with the service projects. Yep, and I, I, I've... I've noticed that too. And, and how do they say that uh, uh, they're there for the heavy lifting type thing uh, is, is what they kind of say. So that, that, that is unfortunate. And I feel like, I guess, how do we fix that, Kyle? How do we fix that mentality? Do we have to, you know, by training, I mean, how do we fix that mentality of the kind of disconnect between a Lions club and a Leo club in your opinion? Well, it's, it's extremely difficult, and I think that's a question that a lot of Lions are trying to, to answer right now. But I guess a, a few kind of ideas that I have around um, that question is uh, just kind of, first of all, I think allow Leos to have a leadership role within the service projects that you have with your Lions Club. So if you're inviting Leos out from your um, Leo Club that's within your uh, Lions Club, um, make sure you invite maybe the president or one of the leadership uh, positions within that Leo club to your Lions club meeting when you're planning that service project and allow the Leos to have at least a little bit of input on the, uh, on the service project. I think that would go a very long way. Also allow the Leos to kind of plan and organize their own service project and, and the Lions club can come help out uh, with that service project, if that makes sense. So um, I think there's a few ways around it. I think the big thing is just making sure that young people do have a voice at the table. Um, it's often, uh, I find that it's very often that Leos are not invited at all to any sort of um, planning of the service projects or anything. And they're just kind of invited last minute to come out and, um, and participate in the service projects. So I think that's one way that the Lions Club can definitely uh, improve. And, and I don't know if that's done through service or um, that's done through kind of a mentality shift. I, I don't know. I think it would depend on each individual district. Um, so I would probably advise each individual um, district to kind of look at themselves and see what is the best way that we can change it within our own uh, district, either through training or through other means. Uh, I did hear one of my clubs in my district, Kyle, and this is very interesting. I've always, I I want to run this by you. I know I don't know if you ever heard about this, but one of the clubs in my district is thinking about automatically offering membership to a graduating Leo when they graduate high school and pay their dues for a year to keep them in and to see if they want to like transfer their membership somewhere, you know, things like that. Is that something that you've heard about or uh, you have opinion on? I actually haven't heard about that initiative, but it sounds like a good idea. I guess the only uh, caveat I would have to that is um, the Lions Club should make sure that in that one year that when they are paying for the, uh, the Leo Club's initial membership um, dues, that they're really engaging that um, former Leo that now became a Lion. Um, 
making sure they're invited out to the different meetings, um, making sure they're having a leadership opportunity within the club. Um, I think you just have to make sure that there's really a, a kind of a buy-in from the Leo um, because you could hypothetically pay for the Leo for one year, but at the end of the one year, the Leo could say, well, I, I don't really want to be part of the Lions anymore. And then that would kind of just be a waste of money on the part of the Lions club. So I think um, it's very important when you do those sort of initiatives to uh, make sure that you're really engaging uh, the former Leo, just as you would for any other uh, new member of your club. Yeah. And uh, I know that club is thinking about doing that because first of all, the $35 entrance fee is waived. Then secondly, they only pay half year international dues. So it's, it's, it's kind of a win-win for the club to get both a new member and that member uh, is not the, you know, this, you're getting a good bargain to get this new member. Uh, Cause that, that's right. Correct. I, if I remember correctly, the $35 is weighed plus they have half international dues. Correct. Uh, yes, that's true. They only have to pay uh, half international dues if they become a, a Leo line. And I would also advise if you are, um, are a district governor, or you're on the uh, multiple district council to consider waiving the dues for uh, Leo Lions um, at your multiple district and district level, um, as they've done in MDA in Ontario, which is my uh, multiple district and at my district level, uh, which is in A1. Um, so I think consider if you are a district governor or you're part of the multiple district council, please consider uh, waiving all dues for Leo Lions. Uh, that will be a long conversation <laughs> because uh, we have had conversations like that and it's going to be really interesting uh, if, if we want to do that or not. So, uh, but that's a topic for another uh, podcast and another discussion. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Things I found interesting uh, about your Lions career so far, Kyle, is that you started a student and young professionals club over there in London, Ontario. How did that come about? Uh, yeah. So when I became the uh, Leo line board liaison, I thought um, I actually had previous before I became the Leo line board liaison thought about starting a young lions club with uh, some of my friends uh, in London, Ontario. And so this was, I was entering my second year of university. So in first year, I was just trying to orient myself and make some friends and that kind of thing. But I thought for my second year, um, of the friends that I made in first year to consider starting a kind of uh, Young Lions uh, club for them. But I had heard about the campus clubs, um, at least uh, where I was in Canada, haven't been extremely successful because um, you've had an initial cohort of students that would come in for a year or two. Um, and then after a few years, the club would unfortunately uh, kind of die out. So I was a little bit um, weary of starting kind of a uh, Young Lions Club through the campus club uh, means. That doesn't mean the, the campus clubs can't be successful. There's lots of good campus clubs around the world. And if it works for your area, then, then awesome. Yep. Um, that was just something particular for my area. And mm -hmm. so I thought, um, what are kind of the alternatives? And so I thought, why not just start a traditional Lions Club, but make it geared towards students and young professionals. And you can get some students from the university and maybe get a few young professionals in the area. Um, and and, and that way there's maybe some, a little bit more continuity with the club because you might have a few young professionals in the club um, and it kind of is a little bit more of an off-campus thing. So you're more involved with, with the community than being exclusively kind of on campus, um, if that makes sense. So yeah, that was just kind of um, my rationale behind it. And so I 
reached out to uh, some of my friends uh, in first year and asked if they want to to join this uh, club with me or start this club with me. And um, I got uh, 23 of my friends to uh, join the club. And so we start our club with uh, 24 new members and we've been a club now for uh, three years. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do campus clubs. I, I, I've always said, it's just like with a college sports team, you are constantly recruiting every year um, because your turnover is obviously going to be high due to graduation and things like that. So campus clubs, you, you cannot stop recruiting. Uh, that's, that is for sure. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's worked out really well. Uh, what is for our listeners, what is the population size of London, Ontario? Uh, we're at about half a million um, in the area. And then there's a lot of small communities that surround uh, London, Ontario. Okay. So uh, that's a little different for me in a town of about 5,000 people. So uh, that that's interesting. Uh, so uh, how, how, just to digress a little bit, Kyle, how did you become a, uh, the board liaison as a Leo lion? I mean, you were the, one of the, one of the two inaugural people to be, uh, on the board as a Leo lion liaison. How does a, uh, young lion from Canada get to be in that position? Uh, well, I think it was just cause I had done some work previously with, uh, the, uh, youth engagement ad hoc committee, as well as the Leo advisory panel. Um, so I had served in kind of that leadership capacity within the Leos uh, in Canada, and um, I assumed they liked the work I was doing. So um, from there, they they nominated me uh, to um, be the Leo Lion board liaison with Eleonora Freja from Italy. And um, yeah, I was kind of uh, nominated to join the uh, to to join to be the Leo Lion board liaison, and was. Really, it was an immense honor and privilege, and I actually wasn't expecting it at all. I thought they'd choose someone else, but um, I was very um, honored when when I was chosen to to take on that position. And it was really a, a great year, and I appreciate all the Leos and Lions around the world that supported me um, when I was the Leo Lion board liaison, and continue to support me uh, even today. So, yeah, it was it was a great uh, it was a great year. Oh, and I know uh, all of us there in in uh, Las Vegas who are all the Leo Lions were really happy that uh, you and Eleanor got that uh, position because we couldn't be more than happy for you about that. And that was that was such a great convention because I felt like uh, with both Youth Ad Hoc Committee as well as the Leo Advisory Panel. Uh, having us Leo Lions teach the district governors that year was something special. And uh, we were, it was, that was one of the best experiences of my life was that convention. And uh, it was so great to see you get that position. Uh, I'm just glad you got it. And I'm glad you uh, uh, really stepped forward and uh, represented not just uh, Leo Lions, but young Lions members as well on that board. Uh, you served on the membership committee for that, Kyle. Uh, what conversations did you have with LCI staff and uh, international directors on that committee? Like, what did you want to communicate with them? Well, I think yeah, uh, it, through our committee work, uh, we had, had so we had a we had a few board meetings throughout the year that I attended. We also had monthly calls with our committee. Um, just to do some, uh, give some updates and that kind of thing. And 
obviously, so we had our normal uh, conversations that you would have on a membership committee that are not related necessary to Leo Lions and, and Leos. And then uh, I think one area that I really tried to push uh, when I was serving the board was kind of getting um, more benefits for the Leo Lions. And so that's something that has now come to fruition in the last year. Um, and that was passed on to the new Leo Lion uh, board liaisons, and they continued to advocate for that. And so that was kind of one area that I think I um, was really pushing for is to give more benefits and opportunities to Leo Lions and to really push that uh, membership category. So I think that was kind of one big area that I was focused on when I was on the membership committee. So we had lots of discussions uh, around that. Um, so yeah, we talked a lot about membership benefits for uh, Leo Lions. Um, in specific to this Leo Lion topic of the, the podcast. But of course, we talked about many other things uh, related to membership on the committee. That's good. And I know you and I and several other young lions have drilled this into other lions' heads of how do we attract uh, the Gen Z and millennials in the lions. I think that subject has been hashed a lot in the last five years. What I want to know in your opinion, Kyle, is how do we keep and retain those millennials and Gen Zs and Lions? Well, I think, again, that's a very uh, tough question. I think it will depend on each individual uh, district or even zone level um, of what, what is the best strategy. But just a few things, I guess, from, from my experience would be to, first of all, give uh, young people the opportunity to have their own initiative or lead, as I mentioned earlier in the the podcast, consider um, having a branch club within your existing Lions Club, um, where it could be exclusively for young people, and they could kind of uh, be part of that branch club. They're still members of your Lions Club, where they can kind of have their own meetings and run some of their own service projects, but also help out with any of the uh, larger service project that pro service projects that your Lions Club uh, runs. So that's just one area. Another thing is if you have over twenty young people uh, in your Lions Club and um, consider asking them to, to start their own uh, club. I, I think there's no uh, harm in having several Lions clubs in one community. Um, so consider, you know, allowing young people to have kind of, yeah, their own initiative and they can have their own club and they can have their own um, style of meetings that they want and have their own kind of service projects, but they can also continue to partner with your Lions club. I think uh, a big misconception is that uh, a lot of Lions clubs will say, oh, we don't want the young people to to have their own club or that kind of thing. We want them to be part of our club. I don't think there's any harm though in having a different club because they can always partner with your with your club for the larger service projects. So I think just be flexible and and allow them to have kind of their own initiative and and of course allow them to to take on leadership roles at the uh, the district or multiple district level um, as as you have uh, Paul. So you know um, you're a perfect example. So you know, give, give them the opportunity to serve uh, in, in a larger leadership capacity. Yeah, it, 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 it is definitely a meeting of the generations when I have gotten to the district level and beyond in state now. It, it really, I don't, I don't say it's difficult, it's just different because I, I as a young person is the go-getter, the go-getter, and, and I have all these people around me with a whole bunch of experience. And it's just really interesting to me, and I'm sure you saw this as well when you were on the international level, that uh, you you really got to uh, compromise. Uh, I, I feel that's one of the biggest things 
I've started to learn now is to compromise on a lot of things uh, when I've gotten leadership now. Would you say comp- compromise is a big one? Well, of course. I mean, I mean, people say, oh, there's no politics in Lions, which is a very false statement. But I mean, politics is the, the art of the compromise, right? Is, is getting people together that have different views and trying to come to some sort of consensus. And I think that's what everyone needs to realize is that we need to find a compromise and that we can't be stuck in our individual views and, and be open to, to different views and see if you can try and merge some of them together and kind of come to one consensus. So I mean, that's something I definitely have developed uh, working on the, or or being a part of the International Board of Directors and also having other leadership positions within the Lions and other organizations. So um, yeah, I think of course, have learned to to kind of come to a compromise, I think would be a big uh, piece of advice for any of the Lions listening. Yep, and uh, I'll just go back to that 2018 convention. I feel like we definitely let lions know our young voice there and it it was so fascinating to have conversations with the district governors with all the lions there uh with all of us together on those really late nights uh that we were there and do you are you starting to see i i am a little bit are you starting to see kind of this paradigm shift a little bit of where we're starting to see uh the uh the other lions starting to come around to our thinking a little bit i i have start i'm starting to see it uh on the district and multiple district level are you starting to see that as well this kind of paradigm shift a little bit it's it's a slow it's a slow change but i feel like the change is starting yeah i've definitely uh, seen it over the last few years and uh, i think there are a lot of um individuals individual cases right now in, in certain districts or certain areas or cert, uh, of, of, um, of the world where there are there is definitely a, a big change when it comes to, um, I definitely think it is shifting. Um, I would love if it could go a little bit faster, but I, I, do, stay, I do stay hopeful and positive for the future. I think um, there are a lot of good initiatives and I think the Lions Club uh, over time will We'll be able to get to a point uh, where um, everyone is kind of serving together. Yeah, I, I'm optimistic too. Uh, the, the thing that's been very interesting about this COVID-19 deal, Kyle, is there's definitely been a baptism by fire with technology. Would you agree with that, with a lot of our, our Lions? Yeah, so I, I've definitely seen a, a shift within the Lions uh, Club here in Canada uh, with regards to technology. I think initially during... Uh, the lockdown back in March and April, when a lot of Lions clubs um, were forced to have their meetings uh, on online, there was definitely a kind of an adjustment period where a lot of Lions were figuring out how Zoom worked. But now online meeting platforms, and I even heard uh, anecdotally from some Lions that they actually prefer the online platform because they like being at their home and being able to kind of just listen to the meeting and, you know, um, that kind of thing and not having to drive to the meeting, uh, et cetera. And so they said they hope that there is at least online options. So I think, uh, you know, all the lines are kind of getting adjusted to it. And I definitely think we'll, 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 um, obviously for the, uh, 
foreseeable future with the pandemic going on, we'll be all mostly online with our meetings. So uh, I think it's something that Lions will get adjusted to. But once uh, we're over this pandemic, um, I can anticipate that we will return to some in-person meetings, but there could be a lot more meetings that will be done uh, online. Um, so I think this is, a, this is a definitely a positive thing for the Lions Club. Yep, I, I agree. And our, our district's really going outside the box, uh, Kyle, here in Iowa. We're actually going to purchase a Zoom server for our district, not just for only our district to use, but for our clubs to use. That way they get unlimited time instead of the standard 40 minutes on Zoom. And that way they can still continue meeting and serving their communities. That's a, that's a great idea. And I've heard some other districts are doing similar ideas. So yeah, I think another piece of advice for the Lions that are listening that if your um, district uh, has the money in their budget, it might be something um, to consider to purchase kind of a um, mass uh, subscription to Zoom because that can save money for the individual uh, clubs that are using uh, the online meeting platforms. Another nice thing I'm liking about Zoom now is that like our district governor team, our GAT team, you know, we can now have monthly meetings on what's going on instead of trying to use a conference call service or anything like that. It's, it's made us be a lot more effective communicators, I know, through Zoom. And as we start wrapping this up, uh, Kyle, is there anything else that comes to your mind about anything about Lions in general as we uh, get close to wrapping this podcast up? Well, I would just say to the Lions listening, just continue to serve your community. I know we're all in a pandemic right now, and obviously a lot of service projects cannot be done in person. But uh, one thing my club is looking at is how can you serve virtually? Um, there's still a lot of different service projects you can do. Um, from your own home. For example, one thing that my club did is we wrote uh, letters to um, this a World War II veteran um, for his uh, for his birthday because he had made a put a little ad or put a little article in the newspaper and he said, I hope that people send me a birthday card on on my birthday. And so my club, one of my club members read that and thought this would be a great idea. And we all thought it would be a great idea. So we just all uh, sent letters to a uh, World War II veteran and wishing uh, wishing him a happy birthday. So, I mean, that's one little service project that my club did that had a, a pretty big impact because obviously the person, I assume the person really enjoyed our, our birthday cards that we sent. So, you know, that's some, just one example I've heard uh, of many examples of clubs um, serving virtually. So I think that's one thing I would say the lines listening, I, just because we are in a pandemic doesn't mean our service projects uh, stop because there's a lot of areas that you can continue to serve in. Obviously, we, we shouldn't do anything that would go against local health advice, but um, there are ways that you can serve from home. Yeah, and I got one more question for you, Kyle. Uh, our two constitutional area districts have seen a lot of membership drops in the last 25 years, and now there's the uh, North American Membership Initiative. Are you a part of that at all? Yes, I, I'm, well, I'm part of the uh, Young Lions Task Force, which is... Um, kind of part of the North American uh, membership initiative. It's kind of a, um, the young person focus of that. We kind of have our own autonomy though with, within the North American membership initiative, but I'm uh, indirectly um, part of that initiative through the Young Lions Task Force. Yep, that, that's good to hear. And uh, I noticed that you guys are doing a lot of really outside the box thinking with the virtual symposiums with 
other things that you're proposing to the uh, membership as a whole. And I just want to say, as a fellow Younger Lion, I, I just love what you guys are doing. I love what you guys are coming up with. And it's really, really helping with what's going on. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate that uh, feedback for us. And I noticed that you have, is it a Leo symposium coming up? Uh, well, yes, we have a, um, we kind of have this, yeah, this Leo kind of uh, webinar thing. Uh, it's called, I think, the Leo Virtual Classroom. So I think that's coming up. I think it's going to be a series of uh, three uh, online webinars uh, hosted for and by Leos. So uh, please consider uh, watching that webinar when it does come up. I, the first one is on, let me just check my calendar. It's on July 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So, um, yeah, we have a Leo virtual uh, classroom. So, yeah, please check that out. Is there uh, anything else that you're allowed to share that's coming uh, from the Young Lions Task Force here? Well, I think, yes, we're going to continue to have our uh, various um, online uh, symposiums or other kind of events like that. So just stay tuned and, and make sure you're following or liking our page on Facebook. Um, Cause that's where we can get all our updates. Well, uh, Kyle, it was great talking to you again. It's, it's been a while, but I always love listening to your insight because uh, you have a unique perspective by not being raised in lions. You have an outside perspective on how, uh, our association could, should be going forward. And I always love and value your opinion on a lot of things. So it was a pleasure having you here on the Roaring Line podcast. Well, thank you so much. And this has been a great initiative start by, started by you. So uh, good job uh, to you. Thank you. And hopefully we can keep this podcast going. Uh, uh, new episodes will always either be posted on Monday or Tuesday uh, weekly. So Again, thank you, Kyle, for being here. This has been the Roaring Lion Podcast, and I'm Paul Fugit. And as always, try to distribute community and be safe. Thank you. Mm -hmm.